Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this week's episode of Ask Amy. Thanks so much for joining us. Today I want to talk about an issue that seems to impact a lot of people no matter where you live. And that is utility companies, whether it's a cable company, internet company, gas company, electricity. They may be doing digging in your neighborhood. And in a lot of instances, we receive phone calls or emails from people who are upset because these utility companies need access to their homes, their properties, their businesses for whatever reason, whether there's an easement on your property or they just need to get through your yard into somebody else's or to get to some sort of public utility infrastructure. Um, it can create a lot of problems. It can create problems because sometimes they don't put things back the way that they were. If you've got an easement on your property you've probably been told you know maybe you don't want to put a fancy flower bed there with lots of plants that in case a utility has to come onto your property and dig all that up you could lose that so utility companies are supposed to put things back the way that they're supposed to sometimes they do a good job of this and sometimes they don't and sometimes as you may have noticed this it's very difficult if you live in a subdivision and there's a lot of work going on at one time maybe several different contractors um, and you don't know who's doing what work. We find that a lot of times as well. These huge companies will contract and subcontract with smaller companies. And then you're like, what exactly are they doing in my neighborhood? And when it seems like the work is done, but your property still looks like a mess or a trail looks like it's a mess, trying to figure out who is responsible for putting it back the way that it was is difficult. So homeowners in Kingwood contacted us because they were having these exact problems. So take a look at this and then we'll talk about it on the other side of the story. This scene could be from any Houston area neighborhood, but this is Kingwood where it's clear there's a lot of work going on. Small flags and spray paint marking underground lines are signs of future work to come. We found multiple utility companies working on several streets here. This is one of many. Petra Ringeisen showed us this mess she says a utility company left along these popular neighborhood trails. With the destruction of the green belts, we lose a lot of the green, we lose trees, all kinds of plants. You have the ruts. And then back there is where the box, the box is just laying on the side. There is cable. So you can't really fix that. It's going to take Mother Nature years upon years. Other neighbors sent us pictures of damaged yards, broken equipment, and reports of missing pets from gates left open. But with several companies working in this area, most using third-party contractors, the people who live here say they don't know who to hold accountable or how. And leave behind a mess like that and walk away. When we sent these pictures to Comcast, a representative told us this project, the green box with cables sticking out of it, is not yet complete. And it might be days until they get back to it. 
The Texas Utility Code says companies can access private land to use easements for work on things like cable lines, internet, and sewage. But there's no timeline or rule that says how long they can take to get a property back to its original condition or required communication with homeowners. Centerpoint told us when they do work in any community, they mail letters and knock on doors to let people know. Also, any subcontractors, they say, should have a sign that says they're contractors with Centerpoint. But again, there is no requirement that they do this. We find that when I do these stories, when people reach out to me with these problems, they may have tried phone call after phone call, email after email, trying to reach the right utility company and get answers as to when they'll be back out, and they can't get those answers. So we reach out to the corporate office, and usually... One, we always get answers, but usually we get the mess cleaned up, the problem solved. Um, but it shouldn't take a phone call to a media outlet, right? It should be something that a homeowner can figure out. Hey, this is my community. What's going on? So a couple of resources that we can provide for you. Um, in Texas, you can reach out to the Public Utility Commission's Consumer Protect Customer Protection Division. And they were very clear to tell us that the PUC does not have regulatory authority over all of these utilities doing the digging and doing the work, but they can usually help you track down which companies were doing work work in your area and why they were doing it. Um, and so you can reach out to them by calling their number 512-936-7120. We'll put that phone number for you in the show notes. Or you can email them at customer at puc.texas.gov. So you could try try either emailing or calling. If you're in the city limits of Houston, you can also reach out to the utility complaint line at 832 393 8591 or email utilitycomplaint at houstontx.gov. Again, all that information will be in your show notes. And just so you know, I mean, this is not a new issue. This has been happening over and over and over throughout the years. And, and what sort of protects or gives these companies the right is the Texas Utility Code. I don't expect you to be able to see that fine print here. Um, but the Utilities Code in the state of Texas basically says that all of these utility companies need access to the infrastructure. And a lot of times that, that infrastructure is underground in your yard, on your property, in what's called an easement or right-of-ways in neighborhoods and subdivisions. And they need to access those. And because of that, they've got pretty broad authority, the utility companies, to go in and access these places. Yes, sure, they should come and tell you that we're going to be on your property on such and such a day to identify themselves. But there's nothing in that Texas Utility Code that says they have to do that. What it does say they have to do is call 811 anytime they dig. Before they dig, that is a requirement. Um, but you can also do that. When we come back, I want to show you a story um, that we did several years ago with AT&T digging in people's neighborhoods for fiber. This is still happening. AT&T is still installing fiber lines throughout communities all over the United States. Um, but at the very beginning, it was causing some major, major problems. And in that story, we were able to identify some responsibility of the utility doing that digging and then some things that you and your neighbors can do if you notice it happening in your neighborhood to protect yourself and your property. We'll be right back. Welcome back. On this Ask Amy, we are talking about all things utility 
and property rights. So when it comes to utility companies coming onto your property, coming into your neighborhood, doing major work, um, you know, some of these things are nuisance things, like not returning properties the way that they were, leaving cables and wires sort of in debris, a mess all over your yard or in walking trails near your property. Um, But in other instances, it can be far more serious. Several years ago, when AT&T was installing fiber in the Cypress area, um, we started looking into it because we would receive two or three or four complaints every single week about the problem. We knew there was a major issue. And when we started investigating, this is what we found. Take a look. These are the sounds and signs of progress. AT&T contractors installing fiber lines underground. But AT&T's progress is causing major setbacks for families all over the Houston area. Joy Scala's home in Cyprus burned to the ground when contractors hit an underground electric line. Everything you look at when you leave your house in the morning, it was gone. Two months after the fire. I have not heard from a soul. Not one, not even like from a representative of a representative. The day after her fire, AT&T contractors hit an electric line in Shelley Moore's yard in Tomball, a fix she was told would cost some $2,000. That would break me. I have no idea where I would come up with that kind of money, but we have to have lights and heat. While she worried, workers kept digging, hitting a gas line two days later. You could smell the gas coming. And another one in this same neighborhood four days after that. People in my neighborhood are mad at AT AT&T. On Facebook, homeowners shared the same stories from Sugarland to Pearland, breaking down fences and not replacing them, tearing up yards and cutting gas lines. Contractors are using pneumatic missiles like this to bore through the ground several feet deep. Crews then push this pliable pipe all the way through the tunnel. The pipes run the length of several homes up to a block, but hitting a line in its path can cause damage to property several streets away. It wasn't even at my house. It started, I told you, four houses down. And when fire marshals showed up to investigate, this report explains how contractors pointed fingers. The owner of Connect Links, subcontracted by NX Communications, contracted by AT&T, told investigators there was, quote, no way his company was involved in the fire. I couldn't get anywhere with AT&T. Homeowners like Annie Shugart, whose home was damaged in that electric surge in November, are getting denial letters from their claims. AT&T told her to contact contractor NX utilities. She finally filed with her own insurance company so she could start repairs, but now she's out her $4,500 deductible. Well, I hope I'll get it back eventually. We asked AT&T how many claims it's received and denied stemming from this project. A spokesman declined to answer. Who is ultimately responsible? All of them are responsible. Real estate attorney Nicholas Spencer says everyone from the guy with the shovel to AT&T's top brass bears some responsibility. If they know that this particular subcontractor is you know, routinely causing fires at people's house or just even nicking the lines themselves, That's a repeated and dangerous situation that AT&T is on notice is happening. They're responsible for that. Homeowners looking to prevent problems before they happen can take advice from victims. I think I would definitely take a day off work and be here when they were in my backyard. If you can't be home, find a neighbor who can help monitor the progress. Contractors are required to call 811 to have all underground lines marked before they begin digging. But you can call too to have gas, electric, and phone lines marked at no charge. And take pictures of your property before crews start digging, in case they fail to put it back the way it was. 
All right, a lot of really good information there about things that you can do, just practical things that you can do along with your neighbors to sort of protect your own property because of the broad authority that these utility companies have. I mean, we do all want faster internet. We do all want, um, you know, obviously gas service. And, and we want these utility companies to be able to provide those services. And to do that, a lot of times it means updating infrastructure. We just want them to return our property to the way it was before they got there. And maybe not set our homes on fire. So I feel like I may be, um, it sounds like I'm picking on AT&T. I went back and looked through a bunch of stories that we've done over the last three or four years, and it just seems like I've got a lot of AT&T sort of heavy stories. This next one is not one of them because it's not all as serious as your home being caught, I mean, home catching fire and destroying your home. Just this week, we got a, or just this last week, we got a phone call from a woman who owns a daycare off of Clay Road. Um, She's got a Katy address, but she's really um, West Houston, West Harris County. And she had a low hanging wire across the driveway of her daycare. We can show you some pictures of that and what it looks like. But this wire was hanging down so low that when a food service truck came into the driveway to deliver um, food, it was a box truck. It got hung up on this wire that was hanging down as it was leaving the driveway. So the woman, the owner of the daycare, Bessie Gonzalez, had to contact the fire department because they didn't know if this is a live wire or what's going on or who this wire belongs to, whether it's cable or a phone wire. So they called the fire department. They were able to untangle the wire from this box truck. And they told her, you need to call Centerpoint and get them out here to fix this because even if it's not a live wire, it is a hazard. Cars are going to be stuck in it and you should close this gate to make sure that nobody goes through here until you get that wire fixed. Well, the owner of this daycare called and emailed and called again. You wouldn't believe the circles that she went through. So Centerpoint came out, looked at it and said, "Mm, it's not a live wire. It's not our wire. Call cable companies, call AT&T, call Comcast, try to figure out who this wire belongs to. Comcast and AT&T came out and told her, oh, this wire belongs to a cable company that no longer exists. We can't touch it. Sorry, it's not our wire. So they left. Um, Comcast, she said, told her, maybe reach out to the sheriff's department and they can enforce um, Centerpoint to cut it down. The sheriff's department came out and was like, that's not our jurisdiction. We're not even getting out of the car for this. You know, call Centerpoint back. And then Centerpoint told her, it's not our wire. So if you want us to come back out and do something about it, we're going to charge you to do that. I mean, so this woman is on a never ending loop. The children that go to her daycare, she said, had to be dropped off on their the bus, couldn't pull into the driveway. So it had to stop on busy Clay Road to allow the kids to get on and off out of the bus and walk through the driveway so that just so that they could get to daycare every day. Um, you can take a listen to Bessie and hear, hear what she has to say about this whole ordeal. Because they can't see who owns it. They don't want to cut it or do anything that might get them sued in the lawsuit. So now we're stuck with no driveway there and a low line there where our buses and our delivery and garbage men can't come in and service the daycare. So I reached out to Centerpoint the same day that Bessie called us. Again, she had tried to resolve this problem on her own for more than a week. Centerpoint sent a crew out that day, and they said, because this is a daycare, we want to make sure that the kids are safe. We'll go out there and we'll remove that wire. But they were very clear 
to Bessie and to me that it was not their responsibility um, and they were not obligated to remove this wire. So sort of the Texas utility code leaves us hanging here. I mean, so who is responsible? I mean, certainly, I guess Bessie could go out and cut it herself, but most people would be afraid to do that because you don't know what you're doing. You don't have the tools to do that. And I think normal, ordinary citizens shouldn't be put in that situation where that's their responsibility. Um, Just to sort of close the loop on this one, that cable belonged to Cablevision. The wire belonged to Cablevision. They went out of business in 2016, and so that is why no one was claiming responsibility for that wire. When we come back, we want to show you a few other stories for businesses that are very much in business um, and sort of uh, had customers questioning, wait a minute, what is going on here? What are my rights? Why aren't they fixing this? Or why is this internet cable company causing harm to my business, my small business? We've got those stories for you when we come back. Stick around. Welcome back to this episode of Ask Amy. Today we're talking all things utility companies and your rights in regards to utility companies coming on your property. If we haven't made it very clear, you should know what we're saying is that if you've got any sort of easement, a utility company must have access to your property. We've had people who said, oh, I locked my gates. Oh, I threatened to call 911. But if you've got an electric box or some sort of gas line running through the bottom of your property, those utility companies have to get through. And the Texas Utility Code says they have every right to be on your property. That said, they should put your property back the way that it was. But Texas Utility Code doesn't give them any sort of timeline on when they have to do that. So it's up to homeowners and property owners to hold them accountable and force that. It can take a lot of effort. Um, So we got a call from a Cypress family back in 2021. They owned a business, a restaurant, and they were very frustrated because they had ordered this sign to go on this sort of brick wall out in front of their restaurant. And they came to work one day and noticed that a huge, what looked like a utility pole was going up right in front of this place where they planned to put the sign. The sign had already been ordered and they said, what can we do about it? She tried everything herself. Take a look. It was hard not to notice the commotion right in front of Sunshine G's property on Telgi Road in Cyprus. She started recording when she realized contractors hired by AT&T were installing a big pole right in front of her property. I asked them, please not to do that. Uh, That's going to be the place of our sign. We paid a lot of money for it, and that's going to hurt our business. There are no signs here now, but Sunshine says she's having two of them made to go right on these walls. They'll be ready in about a month, directing people to this Mexican food restaurant and this restaurant supply company. One is going to go here. The other one is going to go over here, which is going to block our signs. She pleaded her case to AT&T, and at first she said a representative told her he would look into getting the pole moved several feet so it's not smack dab in front of the electric sign she's already paid for. But after several phone calls, AT&T stopped answering. We're a small business. We don't have a big advertisement. Our sign's going to be our advertisement. When we reached out, an AT&T representative sent us this statement that reads in part, when determining locations for small cell sites, we balance the needs of our business with the concerns of the community. This is an extensive process involving several months or years of planning and approvals for local permits. In short, this poll is staying put. 
We checked with Harris County's Real Property Division, and they told us AT&T and other utilities have what's called statutory authorization from the state to use the public right-of-way for their equipment. While AT&T could move this pole, they don't have to. Okay, so that is one instance where we had no luck. That cell tower pole was already in place. Um, We learned that through Harris County, they had received, they had put in, not permission, but had put in notice to Harris County that they were going to be putting that pole there. And they had done that about six months before it went in, unbeknownst to other property owners around there. Um, So you're not always going to have luck getting them to move major infrastructure. But we did have luck with homeowners in a similar situation. This was also with AT&T, but this was where um, it was interfering with their personal property in their home, in their view. Take a listen. This outdoor space is what sold Vasily Magazines and his wife on their Heights home 14 years ago. I have my morning coffee out here. I mean, this is really our favorite spot of the house. But last fall, when they came back from vacation, they spotted an addition to their second story patio. It was right there. Or at least an addition very close to it. I mean, it's, it's less than uh, 43 inches. A wire stretching almost across the corner of their balcony. They've tried to camouflage it with a plant, but they're tired of staring at it every time they come outside. Well, I mean, it's a nice shower. When magazines learned AT&T ran the wire when his neighbor signed up for their cable service, he tried repeatedly to contact the company himself. But most of the time the calls went to recordings. A lot of times they ask for account numbers and such, which I don't have because I'm not their client. He doesn't want to interfere with his neighbor's cable, but thinks this could be an easy fix. I feel that they can raise the cable up higher and then, you know, then it wouldn't be as much of a problem. And AT&T agreed. We made one phone call and the company had a crew out the very next day moving this cable. Magazines took these pictures. So in that situation, we had success, success for that couple, those homeowners. So AT&T came out and moved that line exactly as the homeowner was suggesting. If they could just move it a few feet over this way, then we wouldn't feel like we're basically staring at it every time we're outside on our balcony. Okay, so we're going to put all of the resources that we've mentioned in this episode in the show notes. Don't forget, you can reach out to the Public Utility Commission's Customer Complaint Division or Customer Protection Division. We'll have that email and that phone number there for you. And inside the city limits of Houston, you can contact the Utility Complaint Department. We've got an email and a phone number for you there to reach out to them. And as always, if you've tried and tried and tried and you feel like you just can't get any help, you can always reach out to us as well. Ask Amy at KPRC.com. We thank you for watching. And if you've got any questions or a, a topic that you think might be good for the ask, a next ask, ask Amy episode, please don't hesitate to reach out. Have a great day.